0: 15 Minutes, Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. the on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. Good to see you again today, if I can quit dropping things all over the place.
1: Well, that's all right, man. It's good to see you too, and I'm glad you got that pen in hand. Well, I got that's it. That's the way I'm to study it. the Bible, buddy, yeah, pen yeah. In I'm going to have a
0: pen in hand. I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to the drops of wisdom that come forth from your mouth today. Oh, good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're glad that you joined us for text Talks today. We're having a great week looking at Psalm 84, the thrice-blessed psalm. A psalm of blessing, yeah. And, uh, and, and how to
0: overcome our Valley of Baca. Yeah, there's a little bit of weeping in the middle of this, but this is a a blessed, happy psalm. A little baka, mostly blessing. That's right. That's (laughs) right. That's right. And if this is your first day to listen to text talk, listen to Yesterday and you'll get that. That's
1: exactly right. So uh, we're looking at Psalm 84, our translation today, the New International Version. For the director of music, according to Gittith, of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength, till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one.
0: one of the most beautiful verses yeah. in all of the Psalms mm-hmm. and in all of Scripture. I, the, just the concept and the picture is, to me, it's, it's beautiful. Okay. I, and I find it in verse 10. So I don't remember how the NIV said it, but here's the ESV. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Mm-hmm. How did the NIV read it? Very similar. Better is one day
1: in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper
0: in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Very similar. Very, Very similar. similar, yeah. Just this, this idea of... The, the time and place mm. thats that's the two things we have here time, time and, place. and place absolutely and and moments and just if I could just have a day in your courts, Lord, I'd rather have a day in your courts than a thousand anywhere i you know I could come to Jerusalem, I could hang out at the king's palace, but that that would not be fulfilling. That would not be as meaningful. What would be fantastic and wonderful and glorious if you could just give me a day in your courts? I think it's a wonderful
1: uh, expansion, I guess, on the yearning discussed in verse 2. Sure. How my soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God that that heart, that soul, that want, that desire, that hunger... It's only going to be satisfied there,
0: and and that means more than everything else. Yeah, yeah. So the the time, and but then the place. I I would rather be a doorkeeper in your courts than smack in the middle of the tents of the wicked. So that's
1: about place, but it's also about position, isn't it?
0: I could, yeah, it, it's possible. Uh, yeah, I, I mean,
1: you know, the doorkeeper—that sounds like a servant role, a very utilitarian task. Dwelling in the tent sounds like, hey, this is my place. Yeah. You know, I
0: I'm I get served yeah. here. So in first chronicles nineteen uh 9, first chronicles nine, verse nineteen, Shalom the son of Korah, son of Abiasaph, son of Korah, and his kinsmen of his father's house, the Korah Heights, were in charge of the work of the service, keepers of the thresholds of the tent, as their fathers had been in charge of the camp of the Lord, keepers of the entrance now. Wow. So, so,
1: keeper of threshold, keeper of entrance gate doorkeeper. That sounds a whole lot like a doorkeeper. It does.
0: Yeah, it does. Now you I highlighted you, the name
1: Cora in that reading there. And it says here in the, uh, in the little beginning part that this is a Psalm of the sons of Korah.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's interesting, isn't it? I think
1: that's insightful.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that verse to our attention. What I found just kind of surprising is the number of students of this text commentators on this text scholars around this text who say now what it says here in the psalm is not talking about that uh, okay
1: it's not talking about physically it's, doing it's that not service not of door service of doorkeeper yeah
0: huh now here's what I found if if the commenter saw the doorkeeping role as an important role they would say oh this is not talking about that this is talking this is just talking about being at the door. If the commenter saw the role of doorkeeper as a menial task, they say, oh yeah, it's talking about the fact that the sons of Korah were doorkeepers. Huh. So this is one of those places where you can read something in a commentary and they'll just say it like, well, yeah, you should just accept that I say this. But then some other commenter will like say the exact opposite. Yeah. I don't know. What hmm. they all come down to is what this verse is trying to say is a contrast between being at the door mm-hmm. versus being smack in the middle of something. He says, I would rather be stuck at the door. Mm-hmm. And whether it's talking about doing a menial task of doorkeeping, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the one that lets people in and out, but I never get to go in myself. Yeah. Or whether it's talking about like being in a standing room only crowd and I'm at the very edges. I, I can't actually get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, the contrast is it's better to be at the the door of the courts of the Lord. Yeah. Then smack in the middle of the tent of the wicked. Yeah. Smack in the middle of, of, of all the, the, the pomp, the circumstance, the, the leisure, the pleasure, the comfort in the middle of the tent uh, of the wicked. It, it's a, it's a better yeah. place to be. It's a better role to have whichever way you, I mean, obviously that contrast is there and, However, these commenters look at it; they're all getting to that point. You know,
1: it makes me kind of think about it this way: that there is a great blessing just in the and just in the brush of God. If I could just get to the door, that's the better place. It it puts me in the mind of the of the of the woman with the issue of blood. Mm. That uh, she comes to Christ, to the crowd, and all she can do is reach out and, and touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. And he feels the power go out from him yeah. and to heal her. That's all she could do is just, just brush, just get the hem of his garment. Yes. Better to do that than to continue on in her ways and in, in, in her sickness.
0: I think a great illustration of this is Moses, as the Hebrew writer describes him in Hebrews chapter 11, beginning of verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. Mm,
1: Okay, so here was a a life laid out for Moses. If he had just kind of keep his mouth shut and go along with the ways of Pharaoh, of being in the... Tents of the wicked, certainly, of dwelling there and knowing all the creature comforts of this life. Mm-hmm. But he
0: wanted to be with God. I'd rather be with the Lord. The the Psalmist would choose poverty with the Lord over wealth among sinners. Mm. He would choose obscurity with the Lord over fame among the wicked. He would choose mistreatment with the Lord over pleasure among the ungodly. I think that's the the thing that we find here. It's better to just be standing on the threshold Mm -hmm. of God's house than in the middle of the house of the wicked. He'd rather be on the outer edge of the standing room only crowd at the Lord's house than walk in the council of the wicked, stand in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of the scoffers. We're back to Psalm 1. Mm -hmm. This This is where our psalmist, the son of Korah, is i want to be in the house of the lord I, one of the we we haven't dealt with this aspect much this week but as we bring this psalm into our place before the lord mm-hmm. there really are two directions we can take it as we're talking about being in the house of the lord and being in the presence of the lord there is the the fullness of that, the eternal aspect of that, the idea of actually finally being fully in the presence of God at the right hand of the Lord where there are pleasures forevermore, talking about finally in that heavenly realm in God's presence. Yeah. And so so we speak of that as the pilgrimage of getting there. And the idea is, look, it will be better to be just at the gate mm-hmm. of the city of God than in fame and pleasure and treasure of the wicked it would be better to be at the gate right because because the the end of the wicked is is not that no it's not it's it's fire and yeah. agony and death the way of the the wicked perishes according yes. to psalm 1 the the second way we can view it as christians under this new covenant is the fact that the The temple of the Lord, the house of the Lord, the dwelling place of the Lord is His church, right? Right. So so that concept of longing to be in the church and among the church, and I do think that we can we can miss we could view that wrongly. But oh well, I'm a part of the church whether I'm there or not, whether I'm assembling or not, I'm a part of the church. So I'm just blessed all the time. We, We are a part of the temple because we assemble, and so. Whether we are in the assembly or not, if we are part of the assembly, we are a part of that temple, that house, that tabernacle. But if I decide, oh, well, I'm just a part of the temple whether I assemble or not, now we're moving that stone out of the temple walls. Mm, So because, because we assemble with Christ Church, we are part of that temple whether we are in the assembly or not. But it is still that concept of do I long for that sweet converse with the people of God, that sweet communication, that togetherness, that worship, that praise? Well, I mean,
1: and in in that light, this is a wonderful psalm to read and to meditate upon on on a Sunday morning. You know, that uh, when we're preparing to go and to assemble with God's people and to worship him and to honor Christ and honor him in the communion and honor him in our songs and our prayers and so forth, uh, you know, that how do we prepare ourselves to go and worship? And that's an interesting conversation in and of itself, uh, the idea that worship is something I should put some preparation and some desire into, uh, or is, or is you know, <laughs> I'm dragging out of bed. Um, it's kind of the last thing on my mind. I, I know I just got to get there. Um, if it's a priority, then there's a place for preparation. And this is a wonderful psalm that speaks to a heart and an attitude of a
0: yearning for that. Think of a contrast with that. In Hebrews, uh, Hebrews in Amos chapter 8 and verse 5, uh, God rebukes the Israelites the, because of their poor worship, as he says, "'Hear this, you who trample on the needy and bring the poor of the land to an end, saying, When will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath, that we may offer wheat for sale, that we may make the ephah small and the shekel great, and deal deceitfully with false balances, that we may buy the poor for silver?' And the needy for a pair of sandals, and sell the chaff of the wheat. Here's like the exact There's opposite a lot going on with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have read that when at 13 minutes, should I? <laughs> in this conversation. But, but <laughs> when can worship be over so we can get back to sinning? Yeah, I mean that's exactly right, <laughs> What we have in our psalm is when can the week be over so that I can get to the worship? Whereas here in Amos, it's when can the worship be over so I can get back to cheating people and and mistreating people? Uh, Just the opposite concept. And what we find in the psalm is a glorious picture of I want to be in the Lord's house among the Lord's people, worshiping, praising. Boy, a day doing that is worth a thousand doing anything else. So amen to that. Oh, it's my turn to pray, isn't it? I guess I'll wrap up for us today. Okay. Holy God. I don't think I'm always like the son of Korah here. My longing is is muted and my joy is not always full about that. I get distracted with things in this world. I, I, I have the deceitfulness of riches and the care of this world and the desire for other things come in and, and encroach and choke out your word. And so I pray that you would forgive me and forgive those who are like me, help us, Father, to increase our desire. And I pray that you would build this desire in us that we would become more and more like this son of Korah who longs for worship and praise and to be in your house more than any place else, among your people more than any place else, that a day in your courts is worth a thousand in any other place, being on the threshold of your house better than in the middle of the tents of wickedness. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for offering the sacrifice through your son that makes being in your house possible. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode.